G'day guys and welcome back to the 7th episode of the 23rd Man Podcast brought to you by Liam and Josh. How you doing mate? I'm good Liam, excited to be back for another week. Um, just keen, keen getting, to get cracking into the footy. It's getting very, very um, interesting now, getting oh. to the final, the final round of the season. Round 22 was huge. Um, round 23 is going to be even bigger, in my uh, opinion. This is um, the most excited I've been for a round in a long time coming up. Um, but before we get into that, how, how are you doing, mate? You know, um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, uni's doing well. Um, work's going well. You know, just living life, mate. Oh. Having fun. What about you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, getting into full swing of things now into week four of uni um got all my assignments and stuff lined up you know trying to got your prac soon mate. yeah yeah i'm going on prac um, Do you know what school you're going to yet oh not yet mate um we're, we were supposed to find out last week but there being a bit of a lack behind it um hoping i get a good school but yeah i've got all my uniform and badge and stuff sorted ready so. to go mate oh uh, it's gonna mr. be interesting miller. yeah mr miller is going to be out and about wonderful but yeah um all right so you ready to get cracking on the round 22 review i'm ready to get started so our first game on the friday night gws and richmond so wow first of all well this is a huge win by gws um you know they just got on a roll at, at um in the first quarter with richmond giving away a couple uh free kicks that they shouldn't have given away and looks like they'll be playing a part in september yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, we talked um, last week about this game, and I said I thought that this would be the game of the round, but the Giants just ran all over them. Um, and we talked about how Toby Green probably wouldn't be getting suspended, but he was suspended for week, this game, yeah. But he's back this week. He will be back. Um, yeah, I thought Richmond would put up a bit more of a fight, you know, being the reigning premiers, and I think you did as well. I think the um, injuries... I think they just had too many injuries in the end. Um, but unfortunately... Their season is over. Yeah, the Tigers, there's, they won't they, play finals. There's a line through their season now. Too, uh, it's a it's a disappointing season, but... Yeah, so they had too many bad losses and just too many injuries. But I yeah. think they'll be they'll be back next year. I mean, you can never count out you can Richmond, never, can you? You can never count out this Richmond side. So I think they'll be back next year. But... Um, they just need to get right for next year first. So yeah. right this season off... Um, you're not going to get anywhere this this season. There's a the smallest mathematical chance that they actually make finals. You know, it's but not impossible, but it's improbable. It's not happening, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So I don't see it happening. Um, Tim Taranto, four goals. Yeah. Well, he was all mo- in the first. He, he was moved out of the midfield into the forward line to cover for Toby Green, and he's filling that role. Yeah. Amazing. So all all in the um in the first half pretty elite by him yeah no i was very impressed with his style of um game and it was very accurate as well was it four uh, goals yeah. one i think one yeah one behind and you know he f- he filled a big position he's what got them started uh once he got he got cracking the momentum was just all giants and you know richmond just were never in the game if you know what i mean yep can agree all right so uh let's move on to our saturday games so we had hawthorne and the dogs so I I just can't get a grip on Hawthorne now. So now, like, this is another upset for Hawthorne. So, um, you know, it's good to see the Hawks going well in Clarko's last they, few they games. Sh- they should have told Clarko he was out of a contract yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah, you know? they might have they, actually <laughs> played this well. They would have gone undefeated. They're playing hard and they're playing well, which is promising signs for next year. But mm-hmm. we don't know how they're going to go under Sam Mitchell mm. um, from... What I've seen from Sam Mitchell, I think he's going to do well, especially from when he coached at uh, West Coast and how he's coached at Hawthorne. I think he'll be a good coach. Yeah, um, it'll probably the it'll best. Be in, it'll be interesting to see how they go post Alistair Clarkson. I think he's the best option to go with after after Clarko. Um, but are the dogs in trouble? The dogs. Well, they're in worrying form. They've dropped back-to-back games for the first time this season. Yeah, well, and it was against Essendon and um, and Hawthorne, no less. Like, I was I was watching a bit of vision about the dogs. So, you know that midfield. You know that they love Lee. to track the ball. They love to have the ball in their hands. Yeah, 
So when they can't get the ball in their hands and they can't chain handballs, just on the et cetera, Hawks, et cetera, game, game style that game. That's when yeah. So that's when they're on the back foot, and then when they can't get the ball in their hands, they're not focusing on the defensive side, and that's when they're exposed, I guess, to um, other teams or other midfielders, you know. Damaging. Well, I mean, it wasn't even... Be- oh, becoming Haw- Hawthorne were, have, had a couple of big outs this game. They had no Jaeger O'Meara. They had no um, James Warple. Um, and Tom Mitchell wasn't even the leading possession. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I was about to get to. So, Daniel Howe. I've never... 34 touches I've never... Have, anytime I've seen him play, I've heard a lot... I've seen a lot of Hawks fans say he's pretty disappointing as a player. No, he stood up this game. I'd say it's probably the most surprising performance of the year i mean it's pretty unexpected 34 touches and a goal for basically someone who, who is a has, fringe pl- yeah he a, hasn't had a stamp on this yeah, season so, so far he, he usually gets a game because they're young and they have no one else so well, i mean i had tom mitchell in my multi for 30 touches and he couldn't he didn't, yeah. i think he's finished on 28 we don't um, we don't talk about that <laughs> but yeah um no i was very impressed with his game and um yeah, the dogs are just you know, they've got Port next week, and following these two losses, like they need to they need to turn it around quick. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so let's move on to Geelong and St Kilda. So this, this was a good game. The Saints tried hard all day, but in the end, the Cats the Cats are just too strong. Yeah, so the Cats won this game by fourteen. Um, Cameron Jeremy Cameron's first game back since round sixteen, I believe, and he kicked four. Yeah, so didn't miss a beat. Um, he's back in a big way. So it, it's exactly what the Cats needed. I yep. think too much too much emphasis was going on for the op- the opposing team's defense was going on to um, Tom Hawkins. Well, Hawkins still kicked getting, three. He's getting. Um, a bit too old to take um, all of you know the a team's de- defense yeah a team's defense now um, so Jeremy Cameron sliding back in takes the pressure off both of them oh, they just have such a dynamic forward line don't they and they still have Gary Rowan to come back mm-hmm. um, but anyone can hurt you anyone yeah, can hurt you in the so Geelong that's, forward line that's the thing with Geelong um, but unfortunately it's basically the, the same um, same story for the Saints as it was for Richmond. Uh, their their season over, but well, that was still still a mathematical small chance that they make it. But no, they're they're relying tiny. on other teams to lose. Yeah, so it's I'd, Richmond and um, the Tigers. Uh, sorry, Richmond and St Kilda are basically both out. Well, um, the Saints started off this game pretty well. I think they led by twenty five. No, yeah, the they're quarter, leading quarter by about four goals. Yeah, and you know that's scary to Geelong, but you know Geelong or Geelong. July, they... Geelong are always going to come back, in my opinion. Um, also, I quickly want to talk about Tom Stewart. Yeah, um, so went down. I think season out end, of season the se- ending, out yeah. for the season. Yeah, he got a foot injury. Um, that's a huge. Loss he he for them. is an all Australian defender, in that's, my opinion. That's a ma- all Australian defender. He's been it the last three years. Well, that's it, and there's no reason that this season would be any He's, different. Yeah, so he is I'd, elite. He'll probably there. get. All Australian again this season. Oh, 100%. That is a big loss. That's a huge loss. Yeah. I don't think people understand how big of a loss that is. I mean... Who do you replace him with? You can't. You can't. There's no one that you can replace him with. He's such an elite defender. Um, You know, his intercept marks, everything. You watch him play, and he's always around the ball. He's always getting 20-plus. They've still got Henderson. They've still got Henry. They've got... um, Who else have they got down back? Um... Who's number 46? What's his name? Uh, well, we'll get... I'll, I'll pull it up. Hang yeah, on. we'll hang get on. to I it. I know who I'm talking about. We'll get to it another time. But, um, yeah, just a huge... Basically controls the team defense down back. And he's been All-Australian the last three years for a reason. That's just a massive loss, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Um, especially going into finals. Yeah, it, it's it's a massive blow going into finals. Because usually, you, finals. because especially like say against Port Adelaide or something, that's the guy you put on Charlie Dixon. Yeah, you know he's got that big frame. He's he can play he can play on a big and he can play on a small. Mm-hmm. So he can he's very versatile. No, he's definitely going to be missed by the Geelong Football Club. 
All right. Are uh, we ready to move on? Yeah, let's go to Port Adelaide versus Carlton. All right. So Absolute domination here. Yeah. So, in my opinion, this is a pretty piss poor send-off for um, who is a, for someone who is a club champion. Mark uh, Murphy. Yeah. 300th um, game as well. Mark Murphy could have left halfway through his career, decided to... Stick it out with the Blues. Yep. Stuck by the Blues and... That was just a piss poor send off. You know, to lose by ninety five points. Yeah. So the Blues are just in a dark place right now, and they're going to find it hard to get out. The Teague uh, has to be gone at the end of this. Teague season. has to be gone, but um, it's you can't do it. They can make either decisions now in this week or make them at the end of the season. So I think. Well, they've got GWS. You just get past the last game. Let it happen. And then you move on and do whatever you need to in the off-season. Yeah, you just you just need to finish. Yeah, Carlton have to look to try and finish their season on a high. You know, yeah. that that's what the goal should be. You know, go out with a win. Well, Eddie Betts is also retiring from the game. Yes, so next, we'll week, will be that, his, but, next week uh, will be his last. So they want to... With the way they sent off uh, Mark Murphy, you'd think they'd want to send off A little Eddie, bit better, yeah. A little bit better. <laughs> Well, um, Port Adelaide just absolutely owned this game. Um, King Charlie was back. You know, he he does what he does against uh, me. Bottom King, bottom King sides. Kicked four goals. Plays like a typical uh, <laughs> typical king. Well, um, also Orazio Fantasia kicked. Three. Yeah, I was about to get into Fantasia. So Fantasia back makes their forward line elite. Mm. So I mean, it really makes it, it it really completes it. I mean, when you have when you have Dersma. Butters, Robbie Gray, Butters, those Butters um, who can jump in the midfield, uh, in the forward line, um, and then you have Dixon, Georgiades, and Fantasia. That's a, that's pretty scary to me. Yes, yeah. I and Fantasia's so quick as well. Like he can run. Yeah. So Port Port have been winning games, but they haven't been very convincing to me. But. I'm starting to think that they're building at the right time. Well, speaking about what you just said and all those, you know, threats, the Port Adelaide had 12 individual goal kickers that game. That yeah, just shows so how, you know, dynamic they are in that forward. Yeah, so Port, Port are building at the right time. Things are going their way. They're getting players back. And if they win next week, they'll have a home qualifying final. It'd be pretty hard. If they won that qualifying final, it'd be pretty hard not to see them in the grand final. Well, do you think they can go back to back on the minor premiership as well? Um, it, I mean, the, the whole season you've been saying no, but I mean, with the game. Well, if Melbourne wins, then no. Who do Melbourne have? Uh, Geelong. Exactly, you know, and Geelong. But then if Geelong also win, it depends on Port's percentage. Exactly. And I mean, um, who are Port versing next week? Port are versing uh, the Dogs. Yeah, exactly. So we so have first versus look second, at that. third that, versus fourth. That, that is just an so insane it's ending. Gonna be, yeah, so the top four is not set. Well, it's going to be... It's all going to be jumping I know, up. I know. Um, well, this game, especially um, against Carlton, that Port just Port just won, <laughs> that's a huge percentage booster from them for them, and that's what they needed. That's it's, what they needed. Like, yeah, to win so by 95 need, points. They need a little bit more percentage um, when they play the Dogs, but I don't think that's going to be a close game Also, anyways. um... Poor Adelaide's Ruckman Scott Lysette went down with a knee injury. Did you see that? I did not. What happened? Um, so, it, um, I believe it was a in the ruck contest and he just landed awkwardly and did his knee. Um, I'm not sure on the extent of the injury. I don't think it's season ending, but, you know, it's scary when that does happen because Scott Lysette, he's, he's not a bad Ruckman, you know, and he's hard, and he's hard to replace. Um, yeah, so, um, good, old, good old Scotty Lysette, um, former Eagles Ruckman. Premiership Ruckman. Um, he's been good for Port. They do have other um, other Ruckman. I mean, you can put a Lear, a Lear in there. At uh, you can, but you'd prefer not to. You, they you got, prefer him in the back. They line. got Peter Lanham's. Mm. They can play in there. Um, but yeah, that you'd be hoping it's a one-two week. Well, up. well, a Lear, a Lear followed up his um. It was his impressive uh, game last week and this week just as impressive. You know, nineteen touches, eight marks, and fourteen intercepts. Be hard not to put him in the All Australian team. Mm, I'd have to agree there. Um, but yeah, he just shut down Carlton's uh offensive well, they, game. They kicked nineteen goals in a row. 
Yeah, the power. Nineteen yeah. unanswered goals. Yeah, and that was That's crazy. Th- and what? Because Carlton Carl- were up. Carlton scored six points in the second half. Yeah, so Carlton were up three. Carlton were up, I think, three goals in the second quarter. Yeah. And didn't kick one again. To kick 19 straight for Port Adelaide. That's just insane. You know, I mean, when was the last time you saw that? When when was the last time you saw that happen in an AFL game? Yeah, that's a disgusting performance. Uh, Far out. Um, Let's move on to another blowout. So, uh, well, this was predicted. Brisbane and Collingwood. So the first quarter had it shaped out to be potentially a good game, but then Brisbane just put their foot on the gas and. Just took over. Yeah, there was no slowing them down once um, they got going. Charlie Cameron with six goals, and their midfield just dominated. So, Neil had 31, McCluggage had 30, Lions 29, Zorko 27, Zach Bailey mm-hmm. got a lot of the lot of the pill as well. Yeah, um, no, the Lions just looked so impressive that game. They looked like the Lions They're just of getting back 2019. into form. Yeah, so getting back into the form um, that they were in after a few disappointing weeks, that it... They're building at the right time. I mean, we talk about we talk about the forward lines of Geelong, those kinds of things. But Brisbane has a crazy forward line as well. You know, um, Charlie kicking six, Danaher kicking three. I mean, Hipwood's out, but you put Hipwood in that side, and I mean, look at that. Um, who else is it? Archie or some, some uh, someone else? Callum Archie. Yeah, um, you can put him there as well. Yes, and he kicks a kicks a nice goal from time to time. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so they're they're building at the right time for the pies. Um, bit disappointing about that margin, but they're just looking to move on to next season, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nothing. Not really, much can be said for them. Not much can be said for them. It was it was a game that the Lions needed to win, and they did. So, uh, let's move on to uh, North Melbourne and Sydney. So, North- this was a close game. North put up a good fight, but the Swans were just too good in the end. Well, the Swans were able to um, get away. It was close most of the game. They made, uh, sorry, the Roos made a late run um, at the end, but, but Sydney. I think responded. I think Papley kicked a kicked a, a snap or something Sydney like that. Sydney responded pretty well, um, but it's an unfortunate end to the season for Nick uh, Nick Blakey, um, the lizard with uh, an ankle injury. I think it was mm. syndesmosis. Um, so they're going to miss him off half-back, and he's running carry. Um, but the Swans needed to gain some more confidence heading into September, and I think um, this is a start. They need to win next week, but if they're going to go far in September, they're going to need to play much better than they've yeah. played the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, you got to remember this game as well, but he didn't play, so he had his rest. Yeah. And at the start of the season, the Swans were talking about, you know, playing him one one for one, you know, giving yeah. him those rests. But but, he, but still, I think they, if they want to go far, they need to build on this. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, you know, you have to give your props to the Roos. I mean, uh, although they did lose, you know, Sydney are one of the... Um, you know they're six on the ladder only be- the best teams in the they're only behind um, the Lions on percentage at the moment so they've got the same amount of points um, but yeah um, so you know not a bad game from the Roos uh, you know they're just playing a better team uh, this loss though does give the Kangaroos their first wooden spoon in 49 years yeah so the Kangas after me saying Hawthorne would get it um, I've got the the, the Kangas getting it so that's uh it's disappointing for them. I think it was predicted coming into the season, but I don't think people I, predicted the turnaround that they've had this season. Even though they've won the wooden spoon, it's I reckon it's one of the most competitive wooden spoon teams. Uh, well, like competitive they, wooden they, spoon they, teams. Apart from their first six games. Yeah. Well, they got absolutely their second, half the, their second half of the season has yeah. been good. Yeah, they've no, been competitive. I, I can agree. I mean, only losing to the Swans by fourteen, and you know they've been a, they've been in and around other teams. They, I don't know, I don't remember the last time they got blown out. I mean, they've been by team, eight plus goals. It's been a while. I mean, they're beating teams like you know they beat the Eagles as well by a couple points. That's what you know. I mean. So they're. It's a very competitive and I mean, spoon. Side. We were talking about it on the podcast as well, and especially going back to that Eagles game. You said you know the Roos were no chance; Eagles would absolutely walk all over them. And you know, we we saw what happened. Um, you know, you wouldn't have picked them to win those games that they did win. You know, yeah. looking at the first half of the season, I think going into next season, I don't think they're going to have a repeat. 
I don't think they're going to win the wooden spoon again. Nah, I, I, re- I reckon they're getting they their youngsters going. going to build. So Stevenson's going to build again. Davis Uniac's going to build again. Aaron Hall is just going to Aaron keep Hall, you know playing the way um, he does. Who else is there? Uh, Will Zerha. You got Zerha. Zerha's going to get better. Larky's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very exciting forward line as well. Like yeah. you know, we talk about this every week. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, so they're gonna they're they're exciting. Even though they've won the wooden spoon, they're exciting for mm. next year. They're yeah. gonna. I reckon they're a team to watch. Team to watch next year. Yeah, just a young, young team hungry for. Uh, and you know they definitely don't want to repeat another yeah. wooden spoon so I reckon yeah something's going to be happening with the ruse alright let's get on to the Sunday games now kicking it off we had uh, Melbourne versus Adelaide and you know Melbourne got the job done won by 41 points you know so it was expected the D's um, the D's have one hand on the minor premiership now so all they have to do is get one more well they're, they're top of the ladder and ahead by two points yeah, so, so one, one hand on the minor premiership mm-hmm. so um one more if they to if go. they win next week, One they've got it. Go. Yep. Um, I think they've they've secured a top. Oh, actually, no, they haven't. If they so if they no, lose, they they have locked up a double chance. They've locked yeah, easily locked up a double chance. But mm-hmm. if Port and Geelong win, um, they will go to third, I believe. Yeah, and they won't get percentage. that home. They won't get that home. No, uh, not due to percentage, but um, points. Points. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and even th- if the dogs win. Well, that's it. No, that's sorry. They'll be going to third if they lose. Well, that's regardless. that's why this round coming up is just so huge because there's so many yeah, things that's so going to happen Melbourne, on the ladder. Melbourne will either be finishing first or third. Mm-hmm. They will yeah. not. So they'll either be getting a home qualifying final well, or an yeah. away qualifying final. That's what makes final. this round so exciting. Anyway, I think we both know the big talking point from this game. Who's that? Bailey Fritch. Bailey Fritch. Oh, yeah. Huge game. Kicked seven, seven goals, goals, zero. He kicked their last five. Oh, and it's a career high. And oh. I was I was watching a vi- I was watching the game as well. Um, but I saw this video, and it's just the way he kicks the ball. Like the ball travels so straight. It, the the contact off his boot, and it's just nice. Oh, he I is was, the pict- a picturesque I was forward watching man. A video too, um, posted by Fox Footy. So mm-hmm. it had like the first part of the video was Bailey Fritch kicking it. So it was like MCG yesterday, and you no commentating sound it was just like the noise on the field yeah okay and it was you know all the boys going yeah and mm-hmm. then they moved it to west coast and frio where you couldn't hear any players on the ground no because you had the crowd <laughs> yeah and the difference in having a crowd and having no crowd mm. wow it's massive difference so you like having the crowd i do like having the crowd mm. Let's go i never said i didn't week. like having a crowd <laughs> I, I mean, ne- I never said I did. Well, when we get to the, um, you know, the Western Derby, there's some questions I want to ask you because you were at that game, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul Seisman for Adelaide. Oh, um, further, new, further proving he should be in the all Australian A new career team. high for him, 36 disposals. Yeah. And he, he was just all over Had the a footy goal that as game. Well. Yeah, he was just all over he, the footy. I, I really hope the All-Australian selectors this year actually choose a, a winger. actual All-Australian yeah, side, you know? yeah like just... an actual winger don't put Jack McCray on the wing mm-hmm. he's played like whenever he's on the field he's inside yeah he's in the midfield he's an inside he's wing, wing. <laughs> he's not he's not going and playing on the wing he never plays no, on the wing put as a winger. Seedsman yeah. on the wing as a winger that is, my, that is that, his role that's what I'm asking because he's been elite all season in that winger spot he should get that winger spot. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you there. And this game is just, you know, highlighting what, that. And especially against such a dominant, you know, midfield in Oliver Petrarca, um, those guys, he was able to, you know, do do what he hasn't done before and get a new career higher yeah. in touches. Um, but, you know, he's been consistent all season. And that's why you he and should, I both agree that he should he get should an All-Australian Australian. selection. Um, I also want to talk about Max Gorn. You know, he was a huge difference maker in this game. Um, doing what a ruckman should be doing. He had 19 disposals, 27 hitouts, and 10 clearances. He's always been a high possession getter. I mean, we, t- we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about our top two ruckmen, and it was between Nat Nui and um, Gorn, Gorn, and I completely stand by that as they are the top two ruckmen. They are the top two ruckmen, yeah. and they should both be in the All-Australian team this year. Mm, you know, he, he, he just absolutely ran the show down there. Um, but yeah... 
Um, I also want to talk about, so Tom Lynch is set to, uh, is, is he retiring or? No. No, he's not? No. Where did I hear that? Uh, Daniel Talia wasn't offered a contract by Adelaide. Uh, and that's a former All-Australian backman. Uh, Tom Lynch is not retiring. I don't know where you heard yeah, that. I don't know where I heard that one. Yeah, he's not retiring. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah, all right, let's, let's um, move on. So... Uh, your boys, so the Suns and the Bombers. So the Bombers get the big win that they needed to uh, win. to get them. And did you watch the game? Put them in. I did not. I was at I was at the other game. So um, so put them in the top eight. Stringer was huge with five goals. Express delivery from. I Ice also Post think he should be all Australian. His second half of the season has been massive. You know, he's, he's a big that reason for the Essendon success. Midfield forward role, he's kicking a lot of goals and getting a lot of the ball. That's it. Um, well, you know, Essendon's usual uh, midfielders were huge as well. You had Parrish and Merritt doing what they do. It was um, Andy McGrath's first game back as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he, I think he, back he, at the he, right he time. played a winger role. He didn't play right in the midfield because, yeah. you know, Parrish is just dominating that Too as good. well. Um, but yeah, it's good to have him back. Um, another thing I want to talk about, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it last week, but Sam Draper um, in the ruck. I think, you know, he, he's a, he's a, especially coming Getting into, there. well, this game he showed he is there, you know, he was absolutely dominant. Um, and just watching him get that ball down to Stringer, get that ball down to uh, Parrish and Merritt and be able to set up those clearances. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from the game or anything, but Essendon's ball movement rebounding off the 50, it was, there's a sequence of plays where it was just handball, 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 kick, managed to, and then it results in a goal. You know, that's, that's the football that we like to, we like to watch. You know? Yeah. That clear linking up play and Essendon have been able to do that for the past couple of weeks. Um, this win as well, um, you know, with Eagles loss against Frio, um, that, that puts Essendon in the eight. Yeah, so I said that earlier that they're in the top eight now. Um, but with the Suns, it's technically one of their best seasons ever with seven wins. So their best ever, I think, is nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of their best seasons ever, but they need more consistent performances this year. Yeah. Oh, next year, I mean. So that's all That's all I've got to say about that game. Uh, I also want to talk about Mason Redmond. Um, he copped a bit of copped a bit of slander, I guess, in the media um, for the past couple of weeks. You know, it's saying that he's not there yet. Like he needs to he needs to build. And this game, he was terrific. He got thirty disposals at eighty seven percent efficiency. He kicked an absolute bullet into the forward line as well, and just rebounding off fifty. He was a big reason for Essendon's success in that game as well. Um, quickly as well. Uh, I want to talk about Ben King. So he's now been kept goalless for three straight games. Um, just, yeah, you know, he, he's supposed to be kicking goals and he hasn't done it. Well, he was in the Coleman race earlier in the season, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to be that both the brothers can't play well at the same time. No. So when no, Max King's on fire, Ben King's not on fire, but when Ben King's on fire, Max King... Isn't on fire. Yeah. Um, not much else to it. I don't know. It's the end of the season. Not too worried about him. He'll he'll start next season well. Get a good preseason. Get All a good right. preseason in him. All right. Um, Let's move on to the final game of the round and the Western Derby. Um, Fremantle versus Eagles. Uh, you were at the game, Liam. I was. And um, what was the atmosphere like in there? You know, even though it was a Freo home game. was there like a final. It felt like a final. Was yeah, there I'd a pre- been, I've been to a couple finals in the last couple of years, so it felt like a final. Was there an even split of um, no. Frio to West Coast fans, or was no. it mainly Frio? Mainly Frio. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe 10,000 West Coast. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there was, um, I think, 52,000 no, at the I game. I was definitely outnumbered. 52,000 at the game. Um, Fremantle just got off to a rocketeering start. They kicked, the, kicked out of the gates, you know. I think they were up 40-odd at one point. Yeah, so um, so I haven't. They just got off to a fantastic start. They were already up five goals in the first quarter, and I haven't seen them kick that accurately all season. No, of Fre- course, Fre- of Fre- course, they kick that been, accurately. No, they've historically been an inaccurate team for um, this season. But it's the same old story for the Eagles. 
can't play a full four quarters because we dominated the second and the third quarters, and we were coming in that last last. <coughs> we were coming in that last quarter. We were six points down. We were one goal down in the last quarter, and then we didn't score again. Oh, did you? Well, you were there. Um, that Brayshaw goal. I want to get your thoughts singer, on that. Uh, Sarong's goal. Sorry, Sarong. Yeah, Brayshaw didn't play. My bad. Um, Brayshaw and Fife weren't playing, and that's a big reason yeah. you counted the Eagles out. Uh, um, sorry, three zero out. Yeah, Sarong's goal. Thoughts? So I was sitting there. Um, I was pretty. When I watch it back, I'm like, he's fell on the ground, and there's three Eagles players just standing around him. Why did I they not no tackle one, him? Yeah, I didn't know and jump on him. Um, and then. You know, when he got up and he's kicked this miraculous goal from the boundary, my I just see all the Freo fans stand up, and I'm just sitting there. That was a huge momentum. With my jaw cause... jaw down to the ground. I'm like, what just happened? Mm. I didn't know what just happened, and then I was like, all right, yeah, I don't think we're coming back from that, um, unfortunately. But apart from that, it was a good game, and uh, Caleb Sarong won the Ross Glendening medal with uh, 31 touches and two goals, mm. easily best. Oh, easily best on ground so um well Fre- the Freo um this is their first western derby w- win in six years six years yeah. yeah and it came at the perfect time as an Essendon fan I am you know I am so happy with Fremantle at the moment um um so alright so all done with that so let's move on to our uh, five questions from the round do you want to get us kicked off Josh okay um well you know, excellent round of footy. Um, Massive. This first question is just what happened to West Coast Eagles in the second half of the season? So they've lost, they've now lost six of their last eight games. And, you know, they haven't been against the greatest sides. They've lost to, you know, the Roos. They've lost to Collingwood. They've lost to Fremantle. You know, what has happened to them? Because their expectations for the Eagles going into this season were massive. You know, they had all their A-grade players back. It was supposed to be, you know, Eagles top four at, at bare minimum, a top eight finish. Um, well, um, a lot of things went wrong. So our game plan wasn't up to scratch. Injuries as well. We had a few injuries. A um, few, but other teams have had more. No, nah, well, no, actually, we've had one of the most in the comp. We've had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have had our full, full strength squad in all year you've always had pretty pretty good players you know we've had good players we've had good players but clearly they're not good enough anymore clearly clearly they're not playing well enough anymore that they're elite but in all these games you know at the time you said oh eagles are going to win these games yeah that's my thought but that's because i'm a fan i'm always think we're going to win a game unless we're that bad but that's what we are right now we're that bad um, our season isn't over. No, no, next week. Our you season know. isn't over, but I think we're going to miss finals anyways. I don't see us making them. Um, it would take a miracle. But so, so you think this is a disappointing season? This is a d- very disappointing season. I mean, with one of the, I think we have a top three list in the AFL. Well, that, that's exactly what I'm. So getting at. I think next season go around once more. Hopefully, Josh Kennedy and Chen Hearn don't retire and they go around for one more. Um, you know, we've got Willie Rioli coming back uh, this weekend, so that'll be exciting. I cannot wait for that. Um, but, yes, so... <clears throat> so, back to my question. What happened in the second half of the yeah, season? Well, um, Was it the Our injury? game plan is flawed. How so? Um, kick mark, never play with... It, it worked in 2018. Never play, yeah, but teams have figured this out. Teams have figured out how to defend us, how to attack us. It, just because it worked one year doesn't mean it's going to work the rest of the other years. Yeah, and they it need clearly, to be adaptable. It clearly has not worked the last three years. Why haven't they changed it then? I I, I can't tell you that, Josh. I'm not a, I'm not the coaching staff. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're sitting here and you know a lot of other fans are sitting here going, you know, this hasn't worked. I since- guess it's just the 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 personnel that you have. Mm-hmm. And maybe the coaching staff. So, so would you like would to see the coaching staff reshuffled? Assistant coaches, yes. You'd like to keep Adam Simpson on, though? I'll keep him on, but assistant coaches, some need to go. Do um, any players need to go? Because, I mean, here, here, here we are no. blaming the coaches again. No. Um, 
So they need... Um, the, the one thing for the players is they need to be fit. And they need Are they to... Not? They need they, they need they need to come in with a full preseason, um, you know, make sure they're fit coming into next year, mm-hmm. and they also need to um, they need to show more heart, need to show more fight, need to show more desperation because we didn't get a lot of that this well, I season. Mean, I mean, you look back at um, your game against Melbourne, you play desperate footy, and that's the best you know sixteen minutes of footy I've seen the Eagles play all year. That last sixteen minutes after you know the lightning storm. Yeah, that's the style of football that the Eagles need to play. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I can agree with that. But yeah, it's just been a disappointing second half of the season. Not much else to say about that. Okay, let's move on to your um, question. So my question is: out of the four teams out of the top four in the top eight, mm-hmm. so right now, so Brisbane, Sydney, Essendon, GWS. Yep. Um, who can cause the most damage in September? Oh, that is a very good question, Liam. Um. I think Brisbane. Brisbane? I think they're getting back yeah. into form at the right time. Uh, you'd have to say Brisbane or Sydney. Yeah, I don't think... I I mean, as much as I like Essendon and GWS, the way they've been playing recently, um, I just don't think that they can they can get the job done. You know, they've only got one shot and going, and going against the two teams in Brisbane and Sydney who are elite at the moment. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very hard for them. Um... As for me, as an Essendon fan, I'd rather play Sydney than Brisbane. Yep. Um, you know, we took it to them, what, a, two two or three weeks ago, and it was a close game, you know. I think we lost by, what, seven points, and usually our games against Sydney are close. Um, so, as an Essendon fan, I'd prefer to verse um, Sydney. Sydney. I don't think we'll win against Brisbane. Um, but, you know, we have to I'm make, not asking we have to who make you think first. will win in the first round. I'm asking who will cause the most damage so who will get well, the furthest and it shake to, things up in the brisbane. top four it has to be brisbane yeah i i can agree with that mm-hmm. um all right well that's that question done uh move on to your question mate all right so my second question for you is are the dogs in trouble without josh bruce you know clearly you know they've lost two games in a row now clearly um i think it's pretty clear that aaron norton can't play as a uh tall key forward by himself you know, now he's the only I mean threat. you look at you look at their forward line now it's pretty it's not very good it's not it's really not that good I mean they got they got Norton they they're gonna have to bring Mitch Wallace back and he's not playing his best um they've got Vandermeer in there he's not playing very well um who else have they Cody got in there? plays down there a bit Whiteman yeah he's on and off but he's young. Um, they they rely on their midfield to kick a lot of their goals as well. Um, but no, when their midfield when their midfield isn't on top, they're going to find it hard to win. Okay, so especially going into September, you know, losing Josh Bruce and you know your lead, leading goal kicker for the season, you know that that's a huge loss, and it's very. Well, he's unfortunate. been one of the best forwards in the comp this year. Well, that's it, and um, you know that's very unfortunate unfortunate for any team, and you never want to see that because you know the dogs are just so they've been elite all season you know they've been such an exciting team to watch and bruce has been kicking those goals um but now you know teams can put all their attention on norton and as you said he can't play as the leading yeah he needs bruce there so i guess branching off from that you know other dogs in trouble going into september now yes yeah yes so that josh bruce injury yes has altered their season in your opinion i don't see them winning the premiership now did you have them winning the premiership I, I said they could, mm-hmm. and they definitely they definitely could, but I don't see them winning the premiership now. I think their forward line's too just destructed to... Well, Josh Bruce played pretty much every game, hey, before yeah, that injury. Yeah, so they've never... they That was their first game without him, basically. And you saw and what happened against Hawthorne, nonetheless. Yeah. So, yeah, it's disappointing, but it's just the way it works. That's football. Yep, all right, so let's move on to my... Next question. So, was Sunday's derby an encore for a possible grand final in Perth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it has to be. Yeah, I mean, you see you see the atmosphere behind, you know, not even a finals game. I mean, obviously, it had the elements of a final. Um, but Optus Stadium, it gets roaring. I just really hope Mark McGowan doesn't make it as difficult as can be for a grand final to be in Perth. This is literally... 
Perth's opportunity. They they literally have one hand on the grand final right now. Well, if they if they decided, yes, we want it and we'll do it in a in an appropriate way, mm-hmm. they've got it. Because Mel, I've seen a couple of Fox Footy um, reporters. So John Ralph and uh, Tom Morris have both said it's almost looking a certainty that. Perth will have the grand final. I mean, I have that, a that, goes, that goes back to my question last week as well. Would, would you rather see it, you know, for a grand final? I'd rather it be played in front of fans. That's not what you said last week. But though. you went. You were talking oh. about a home final. A, oh. a grand final isn't <sighs> like a home. Up. Yeah, but a grand final isn't a home. Like there is no home team. It's no, played no, no, at no. a neutral venue. Well, regardless. So that grand final's different. It's different for a grand final than it is for a qualifying final or you know, a prelim or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay, well, regardless, you know, I, especially as a fan from Perth, you know... Are you going to go? Oath, I'll go. Yeah, it's a grand final, yeah. you know? I'm, I'd have to, Usually, I'd have to pay tickets to get over to Melbourne, you know, and then grand final tickets are as expensive as they come. And most of the time, you know, I'd be waiting for Essendon to get into a grand final, which... Right, that's not going to happen. Which hasn't happened for 20 years. Um, of course, I'll go. And that will be a packed-out stadium. I mean, who? I don't think any West Australian fan is going to care if there's no WA sides in there, I even don't. if it's two Victorian teams. I'll be it's, going. it's going to sell out. Yeah, I'll be going. Um, but yeah, I I am all for a West uh, an Optus Stadium grand final, yeah, it, and it's, it's just the newest. The... It's the newest. The it's like the best stadium. You know, MCG is the home of football. We all know that. But as stadiums go, Optus is just so impressive. I mean, you go onto that ground. And it's breathtaking. Yep, agreed. All right, uh, let's move on. So my final question um, for you: Which has been the most, the most disappointing team? Has to be West West Coast. Has to be. I don't know any other team that's been as disappointing as that. That have fallen so under their preseason um, predictions. I mean, you can talk about. You can also bring. Yeah, Collingwood. Colling- Collingwood's young. They've got a lot Saint of young. Saint Kilda. Saint- nah, they're they're disappointing, but they're not as disappointing as West Coast. Mm. It's it's as simple as that. None of those teams that you've just mentioned have a list as good as West Coast. Mm. Collingwood, fair enough for being there because they're young. Mm. They've brought in so many youngsters this year. They've had a lot of things go wrong at the club. This was going to happen. You know, they're in a rebuilding phase. St. Kilda and St. Kilda, they do this, they do it every, every couple of years where they show promise and then they go to, they go to shit. That's so St. Kilda. That's St. Do you reckon the Saints will be, um, you know, in that position of outside the eight for the next couple of seasons? Probably. You reckon they will? Probably. Um, but with West Coast, you know, a team, a team that good and you miss finals mm. to that. It's that's not good enough. No. That's the most disappointing team in the comp to me. Has to be. Yeah, you'd be silly not to say it's them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our round know, predictions. Final final round coming in round yeah, twenty three so of the home and away final season. Final round predictions. So much on the line with this this round. Yep. You know, I I'm going to be watching pretty much every game this yeah, week because every game matters almost, and it's good games as well. So we'll get started with our primetime game on the Friday night. At Marvel Stadium. So we've got Western Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide, fourth versus third, as they currently sit on the ladder. And, you know, you have, for me, with the Josh Bruce injury and all of that, I've I'd got say Port winning. winning. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, um, Port can snag the minor premiership with uh, a big, oh, a good, a solid win. And Geelong have to win as well. Um, but the Bulldogs actually need to win to secure top four because mm. Brisbane are coming. The Dogs could still finish fifth. So if they lose that game in Brisbane, lot. Yeah, if they and lose Brisbane win, lot. Brisbane can go to fourth. Well, I mean, so if Port Adelaide win this game, they go on to they go to top of the ladder up until the Melbourne game is played. Yeah. Um. So they'll be sitting there for a while. If um the Dogs win, can can Brisbane catch Port? No. No, they can't. No, they can't catch Port. So, um, if the Dogs win, you know, Port will finish... Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Can, can they... They'll finish? finish fourth. They can finish third if um, Geelong lose and it's percentage. Yeah, but I'd say fourth. Mm-hmm. So, basically, they need to win to get our own final. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they will get a home final if they win. And I'm backing in Port here. Yeah, I'm backing in Port too. All right. Um, now, this game. So, moving on to our Saturday game. Oh, uh, the big, uh, the, the big this build up. This has been built up for point. a good month. Okay. So, about a month ago, I asked, um, I posed the question, can Richmond, you know, make a push for the top eight? And you said, yeah. yes, they can look at the teams that they have to play. All right. And I said, I don't know, man, you know. I think that these teams can beat them. Um, you know, the AFL is just so crazy at the moment. Anything can happen. And I'm going to ask you again, who is winning this game? Richmond. You're still back in the men. I'm still back in the Tigers. No. Nah. I think I think I stand by and I say Hawthorne win this game. You know, Alistair Clarkson's last oh, well, game. This is the game, game. I'll be cl- watching the <laughs> most close. Uh, you know, Alistair Clarkson's last game um, for the Hawks. I think his boys are going to play. Sean Bergwin's last game too. Sean Bergwin's last game. Also, I think David Asprey's last game for Richmond. So, there's a lot of last gamers. So, um, it's not also, just... Trent Cochin has just gone out with an injury. Has he? Yeah, he has. Um, I'll get you to quickly um, double check the AFL app now. But I'm pretty sure Trent Cochin is now out for this game. Uh Double check your Twitter or whatever you got to do, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run this through. Um, so Hawthorne, they've their last couple of games, all right. So they beat Bulldogs last week by 27 points. Yep. All right. They beat Hawthorne. Uh, sorry, um, Hawks beat Collingwood by 19 points. Expect um, not expected, but you know, good win. They beat Brisbane by 12 points. Yep. All right, straight up, that's two teams in the top eight that they've won against, and Are now they're going through all of their wins. Their last three, oh. you know, that's their last three games. Yeah, and since we made our conversation, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, of course they go on this type of run as soon as we start talking about it. Well, they, they were in the worst. They were worst form of their of you know their their history, and then all of a sudden they beat like two top eight team top potential top four teams mm-hmm. and you know just winning games i'm, 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 gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you one chance to change your change no. your mind and back in the hawks here no, i'm backing i'm sticking with my prediction too oh. all right well you know hawks are the favorites of this down. game and i i am i'm hoping did you, they win did you see uh Dion Prestia's cheeky little pub crawl i did not well, oh i went on a cheeky little pub crawl last weekend in melbourne mm. but unfortunately oh not unfortunately Fortunately for him, the AFL has decided not to uh, not to suspend him. I don't know why, but it always seems it always seems to be Richmond in that. It always seems to be Richmond doing that. Well, you're definitely lucky because Dion Prestia is a big loss. All right, yeah, um, he's playing though. Yeah, I know he's playing, but I'm going to say that would have been a big loss for you and hurt your chances. Um, let's move on to uh, the Swans and the Suns at Marvel. So. The Swans need to win uh, with the potential of Brisbane maybe losing. I don't see it happening, but if they do... Mm-hmm. They can take uh, that They fifth can spot. take that fifth spot, yep. Um, but if they lose, it doesn't really matter. But you'd rather win and, you know... Have a chance of that fifth spot. Take a, take a bit of confidence, build on it. That's it. Build, I, I build on what you Build on what you're doing going into... Because there's no pre-finals by now. That's no, been I scrapped. saw that as well. So... Um, you're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to go in, and um, you know it doesn't really matter how much they lose by. Mm. So I got Swans winning this game at least forty plus. I think the Suns are just. I've out. got I've got the Swans by fifteen. I think it's gonna be a bit closer than that. All right. Um, this game is big as well. Brisbane versus West Coast at the Gabba. Yeah, in Brisbane, you know. So if basically, West Coast lose then. Yeah. Out. So basically, the Eagles must win to stay in the finals race. And one of the Bombers or GWS have to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see the Eagles winning this with Brisbane in such good form. I mean, I, I, the only thing I'm excited for is Willie Rioli is back. He is making his return wow. on the weekend after two long years of not seeing this man on the ground. I'll, uh, Deserving. Which, Deserving, of course. Yeah, he's... He's worked so hard to get back to this moment, and I'm so glad that he's back because he was just so exciting to watch, and he was so good for our team. And I think he's re- he's going to be a huge help next year. You know, he's a bit older, more um, mature. Could you bit say? More, yeah, a bit more mature after what he's gone through. He's just gonna. I think he's going to be great. Uh, well, I can't. I cannot wait. 
I well, cannot wait. It'll be interesting to see him back, but I've still got Brisbane winning. I've still game got Brisbane winning too. Eliminating the Eagles. I've, from final I've contention. still got Brisbane winning too, but that's just what I'm excited for. All right, I'm keen to see it. Next game, um, first versus second at the time, Melbourne versus Geelong. Who wins this game? I've got the D's by yeah. seven. I'm gonna have to go against you. I think Geelong might sneak this one. Yeah. Okay. That's it is hard it, to pick. You, I'd I I'd go either way, but I'm just gonna go the. Uh, Gut feeling. Gut feeling's never wrong. Oh, well, I mean, you know, with Tom Stewart now going out, it'll be interesting to see how Geelong's defence goes against such an elite team. Yeah, so whoever whoever wins will most likely take the minor premiership. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reckon I'll back in Geelong here, um, especially with Cameron back. Um, I think this is going to be game of the round. Yeah, has to be. Mm-hmm. Has to Anytime be. it's a first versus second, you know. It's a, it's really it's really so an high. on call for the finals next week. Well, that's it. You know, um, with the stakes so high, this is going to be an exciting game. So I've got Geelong. You've got Melbourne. Yep. Um, we'll move on to Carl- Carlton versus GWS. Another big game. Um, so GWS G- need to win. I feel like they will. Yeah. So the the formula is simple. They have to win, and they make the top eight. Yeah. Um, they become pretty vul- vulnerable if they lose. Um, they still can make it if Essendon they lose. lose. Yeah. If um, lose as well. No, they still can make it, but West Coast just can't win. Frio can't win um, and all that. So, um, Carl- But Carlton wants to send off Eddie in a good way. I hope they so put I'm up a So I'm expecting fight. a big performance, but I don't think it'll be enough. No, Toby, think- Toby Green's back this week as well yeah, I've got suspension. I've got GWS by 16. Yeah, I'd like, I like to see um, GWS in the in the finals again they always yeah. have good games when they make it there. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday so we have the Saints and Frio at an unknown venue um, probably Hobart um, this is a massive game too so Frio has the more likely chance to make finals so they've got a bit more to play for um, but they need a lot to happen for that to happen yeah no. so uh, I've still got Frio by 15 either though um, I think this is a pretty close game, to be honest. Yeah, I think Saint I think Frio Ke- get up though. I think St Kilda will get up, to be honest. I think they'll they'll just completely eliminate Fremantle's chances. Um, although you know I was backing in Frio last week and hoping that they did, they've done what they needed to do for me, and I think St Kilda might get this game. Yeah. In all right. honesty, um, now this is a big game as well coming up: Essendon versus Collingwood. So yeah, the bomb again. The Bombers must win uh, to make them fight. Fo- uh, to make the top eight. So, same thing as GWS. Um, I just think the Bombers will be too strong. They'll win by 29 no, points. Coming off their recent games, I think the Bombers will get They'll just be too strong. Yeah. Um, and then our last game of the home and away season. Uh, 17th versus 18th. What a way to <laughs> send it off, eh? Um, so, the Crows and North at Adelaide Oval. So... I like battle of the, these two teams. Yeah, I battle like of the bottom of the ladder. Um... Regardless, it's still hard to tip. So yeah. I'm going to go north. North by 12 points. I think north have been too good. Yeah, I think north will win this game as well. Um, although they can't do anything about the wooden spoon. They've already won that. Um, I think if they win this game, you know, it's it's good looking at going into next season. You know, finish this season. You know, it was a bad season. You came last on the ladder. Just finish on a win, move on yep. sort of thing. Agreed. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for episode seven of uh the 23rd man podcast uh josh are you pretty keen because next week we got our finals preview we got our first finals episodes coming up next week and, yeah you know, so finals week one episode whew. will be out next tuesday i'm very keen for that well the next um, time next time we speak to you guys you know the home and away season would have finished we'll know our top eight we'll know our top four and we'll yeah. know our first week of finals next week oh it'll be good guys enjoy your week all right see you later